Hello and welcome to another episode of Where Butterflies Come From. In this show, we read fairy tales from all over the world and react to them in real time. Hope you like listening as much as we like making it. Enjoy! Now, he's picking a story. Jenny is looking outside the window. The strange musician, Der Wanderlich Spielmann. Der Wanderlich Spielmann. Cut that out. <laughs> the, str- <laughs> the strange musician. You didn't even try. Oh, you tried a little bit. Okay, this one's Maybe short. We can read another one after. Okay. But what if you did this right? Have you ever considered? Um. Have I ever considered? Mm. Well, I, w- I do often consider. That what you read is actually correct. Mm-hmm. And you just cut it out. I mean, I, did, I do think about it. And that's, you know, that's like a moral quandary, right? It's, it's one of those philosophical things that I keep me up at night if I let it. I try not to let it, though. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. The Strange Musician by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Wilhelm. Once upon a time, there was a strange musician who was walking through the woods all by himself, thinking about this and that. Musician. Musician. Means, which one? Music. Instrument. Just gen- general. General. Yeah. Okay. It's unspecified as of yet. Okay. When there was nothing left for him to think about, he said to himself, "It is boring here in the woods." I'm going to get myself a good companion. Then he took his fiddle from his back and played a tune that sounded through the trees. Before long, a wolf came trotting through the thicket towards him. Toward him. Ah, a wolf is coming. I have no desire for him, said the musician. (laughs) (laughs) Really? So calm, okay. But the wolf came nearer and said to him, Ah, dear musician, you play very well. I, too, would like to learn to play. You can learn quickly, answered the musician. You will only have to do what I tell you. Step one, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to be this rude again? He said, I have no desire for him. But he said, you are a good musician. Yeah, well, yeah, to him. Yeah, say thank you. Anyway, you will only have to do what I tell you. Oh, musician, said the wolf. I will obey you like a pupil obeys his teacher. That's the idea. (laughs) Okay. The musician told him to come along with him, and when they had walked some distance together, they came to an old oak tree. It was hollow inside and split up the middle. Look, said the musician, if you want to learn to play the fiddle, put your forepaws into this crack. Nice. I see where he's going with this. Gonna trap him? Yeah. Okay. The wolf obeyed, and the musician quickly picked up a stone, and with one blow wedged his two paws so firmly that he had to stay lying there like a prisoner. Wait here until I return, said the musician, and went on his way. After a while, he again said to himself, It is boring here in the woods. I will get myself another companion. Why does he so mean? Like... He- he is American Psycho. <laughs> oh. 
He took his fiddle and again played into the woods. Before long, a fox came creeping through the trees towards him. Ah, a fox. What did the fox say? Well, we're going to find out. (laughs) Ah, a fox is coming, said the musician. I have no desire for him. The fox came up to him and said, Oh, dear musician, you play very well. I, I too would like to learn to play. Like, what do you? I know the wolf. He's my friend. <laughs> Why are you saying too? It's like you're going to There's a, Okay. Why are you saying too, man? Did you read the fucking script? No, in my pre-life. Ex-life, uh, yeah. we, we were meant to be. Nice. Mm. You can learn quickly, said the musician. You will only have to do what I tell you. Oh, musician, answered the fox. I will obey you like a pupil obeys his teacher. Follow me, said the musician. And when they had gone some distance together, they came to a footpath with tall saplings on both sides. There the musician stood still, and from one side he bent a young hazelnut tree down to the ground and put his foot on the end of it. Then he bent down another young tree from another side and said, Now, little fox, if you want to learn something, give me your left front paw. The fox obeyed, and the musician tied his paw to the left stem. The fox, now give me your right paw. He tied this one to the right stem. After making sure that the knots in the cord were tight enough, he let go. The tree sprang upright and jerked the little fox upward, leaving him hanging there struggling in the air. Wait here until I return, said the musician, and went on his way. Once again, he said to himself, it is boring here in the woods. He's a very talented hunter. At what point is he going to play music? Mm. Sorry, he does. He does it to lure them. Mm. I will get myself another companion. So he took his fiddle, and music sounded through the woods. Then a little hare came jumping toward him. Ah, a hare is coming, said the musician. I do not want him. Oh, dear musician, said the hare. Said the hare, you play very well. I too would like to learn to play. You can learn quickly, said the musician. You will only have to do what I tell you. Oh, musician, replied the little hare. I will obey you like a pupil obeys his teacher. When they had gone some distance together, they came to an aspen tree in a clearing in the woods. The musician tied a long string around the little hare's neck, then tied the other end of the string to the tree. Now quickly, little hare, run twenty times around the tree, shouted the musician, and the little hare obeyed. When he had run around twenty times, he had wound the string twenty times around the trunk of the tree, and the little hare was caught. The more the hare tugged and pulled, the more the string cut into his tender neck. Aww. Wait here until I return, said the musician, and went his way. The wolf, in the meantime, had pushed and pulled and bitten at the stone, and had worked so long that he freed his feet from the crack. Full of anger and rage, he rushed after the musician, wanting to tear him to pieces. When the fox saw him running by, he began to wail, crying out with all his might, Brother wolf, come help me. The musician has tricked me. The wolf pulled down the trees bit the cord in two, and freed the fox, who went with him to take revenge on the musician. They found the tied-up hare, whom they rescued as well. Then, all together, they set forth to find their enemy. Is it in the hill? 
hair. Yeah. I know, that's a... In their rage against they the musician... They have the same enemy, so they're friends. So I believe that the, maybe the moral is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. The musician played his fiddle once again as he went on his way. And this time he had been more fortunate... The sound reached the ears of a poor woodcutter who instantly, whether he wanted to or not, stopped working and, with his axe under his arm, came toward the musician to listen to the music. At last the right companion is coming, said the musician, for I was seeking a human being, not wild animals. And he began to play so beautifully and delightfully that the poor man stood there enraptured, his heart filled with pleasure. While he was thus standing there, the wolf, the fox, and the hare approached. He saw well that they had evil intentions, so he raised his shining axe and placed himself before the musician, as if to say, Anyone who wants to harm him, beware, for he will have to deal with me. Then the beast took fright and ran back into the woods. The musician, however, played one more tune for the man to thank him, and then went on his way. The end. What? <laughs> what did you learn? I don't know that, that nature's nature's metal. You shouldn't be with wild animal if you are human. That's a good lesson. <laughs> And the wild animals should stick together. Us wild animals just stick stick together. I wonder at what point the hair that they realized that they were companions with a hair and then eventually <laughs> just ate them. Huh. I don't get it. At all. It's fine. Okay. It's nice. Um, yeah, it's just a strange musician. I like these. The next one we have, the Twelve Brothers. It's not like a Twelve Princess that we know. Yeah, but it's dudes. The Twelve Brothers by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Once upon a time, there were a king and a queen. They lived happily together and had twelve children, all boys. One day, the king said to his wife, If our thirteenth child, which you are soon going to bring into the world, is a girl, then the twelve others shall die. So that What? Her- So that her wealth may be great, and so that she alone may inherit the kingdom. That's, a, that's sound reasoning. <laughs> What? That's the most batshit insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What? He just casually throws that out there, you know? This is great. Indeed, he had 12 coffins made. They What? Were They were filled with wood shavings and each was fitted with a They were filled with wood shavings and each was fitted with a coffin pillow. Before he the king was he a musician? <laughs> Why did he like Cause so he's, prepared? Because for- he's awesome. Hey man, there's something great about killing dudes. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit if you're if you're if you That's his own child. Yeah, but they're dudes. <laughs> You can just give them away. 
if you don't like like this idea that like we value men over women if you can't attract a female in your life you're basically worthless and this goes for all men so at the end of the day the value of a man is actually dictated by the woman by his ability to get a woman Not by society. Usually, you ask the the father to marry your daughter. It's no woman's role here. It's yeah, but you would only, not only, but like you're you're judged by your your ability to get one. You know. I don't think it's relevant. This is just a king want to kill someone. Twelve people. Mm-hmm. His children. And he doesn't want to. Those are the rules. He doesn't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, he just said these rules, and maybe there's a fifty percent chance it's another son. He just wanted to make some coffins. <laughs> okay, coffin maker. Yeah. Let's see. He had them put in a locked room, and gave the key to the queen. Ordered her to tell no one about them. The mother sat and mourned the entire day until the youngest son, who was always with her and who was named Benjamin after the Bible, said to her, "Dear mother, why are you so sad?" "Dearest child," she answered, "I cannot tell you." However, he would not leave her in peace until she unlocked the room and showed him the coffins already filled with wood shavings. Then. She said, "My dearest Benjamin, your father had these coffins made for you when you were eleven brothers. If I bring a girl into the world, you are all to be killed and buried in them." As she spoke, she cried. Her son comforted her, saying, "Don't cry, dear mother. We will take care of ourselves and run away." Then she said, "Go out into the woods with your eleven brothers. One of you should climb the highest tree that you can find. Keep watch there and look towards the castle tower." If I give birth to a little son, I will raise a white flag. If I give birth to a little daughter, I will raise a red flag. And then you should escape as fast as you can, and may God protect you. I will get up every night and pray for you. In the winter, that you may warm yourselves near a fire, and in the summer, that you may not suffer from the heat. Wow! Thanks for your prayers. <laughs> that's really gonna help when that's actually happening. Sounds like a plan.、Mm-hmm. After she had blessed her children, they went out into the woods. One after the other of them kept watch, sitting atop the highest oak tree and looking toward the tower. After eleven days passed, and it was Benjamin's turn, he saw that a flag had been raised. It was not the white one, but instead the red blood flag, decreeing that they all were to die. When the boys heard this, they became angry and cried out. Are we to suffer death for the sake of a girl? I mean, that's not that wasn't posed as a question. <laughs> Are we to suffer death for the sake of a girl? Exclamation point. We swear that we will take revenge. Wherever we find a girl, her red blood shall flow. They are just <laughs> onto something. I think they get the, the father. Yeah, they、genes. get they get you. They get you. They get father's genes. They're not reasonable. Yeah, then they went deeper into the woods, and in, in its middle, where they comes in twelve doors, where it was the dark, where it was darkest, they found a little bewitched house that was empty. They said, "We will live here. 
You, Benjamin, you are the youngest and weakest. You shall stay at home and keep the house. We others will go and get things to eat. Thus they went into the woods and shot rabbits, wild deer, birds, and doves, and whatever they could eat. Because these they brought to Benjamin, and he had to prepare them to satisfy their hunger. They lived together in this little house for ten years, but the time passed quickly for them. The little daughter that their mother, the queen, had given birth to was now grown up. She had a good heart and a beautiful face and a golden star on her forehead. Once on a large wash day, she saw 12 men's shirts in the laundry and asked her mother, Whose are these 12 shirts? They are much too small for father. The queen answered with a heavy heart, Dear child, they belong to your 12 brothers. The girl said, Where are my 12 brothers? I have never even heard of them. She answered, Only God knows where they are. They are wandering about in the world. <laughs> this is great. I love this. See? It's a good story. Okay. <laughs> then she took the girl, unlocked the room for her, and showed her the twelve coffins with the wood shavings and the coffin pillows. These coffins, she said, were intended for your brothers, but they secretly ran away before you were born. And she told her how everything had happened. Then the girl said, Dear mother, don't cry. I will go and look for my brothers. Then she took the twelve shirts and went forth into the great woods. She walked the entire day, in the evening coming to the bewitched little house. Oh, okay. They were like a day's... <laughs> a day's away from Just the Just a day's walk away by a little girl. <laughs> 10 years old girl so you would imagine like a grown man on a horse could probably get there in about 20 minutes <laughs> the king just didn't bother yeah, like, yeah where are they i already made all the coffee i'm so tired yeah, yeah seriously do i have to do everything <laughs> i gotta make the coffins i have to impregnate my wife my wife is a lady i have to murder all the sons too <laughs> jesus christ being a king is hard work. <laughs> they didn't get another baby for 10 years. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a record. Okay. She went inside and found a young lad who asked, Where do you come from and where are you going? I mean, young lad. I thought it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's 10 years. So, 19 years old? Why are you calculating? How do you know it started with... Nine. That's what I'm saying. So 10 years ago, he had to cook. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he was astounded that she was so beautiful. And that she was wearing royal clothing. And that she had a star on her forehead. Mm. I am a princess, and I'm looking for my 12 brothers. I will walk on as long as the sky is blue until I find them. He also showed them the 12 shirts that belonged to them. Benjamin saw that it was his sister and said, I am Benjamin, your youngest brother. <laughs> she began to cry for joy, and Benjamin did so as well. They kissed and embraced one another with great love. <laughs> I'm going to read this like it was an instruction manual from now on. <laughs> What's going on? Can you explain more? It, it, I, I, I'm sure all will become clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Then he said, "Dear sister, I must warn you that we have agreed <laughs> to kill you. I must warn you that we have agreed that every girl whom we meet must die." She said, "I will gladly die if I can thus redeem my twelve brothers." No, he answered, "You shall not die. Sit under this tub until our eleven brothers come, and I will make it right with them." She did this, and when night fell, they came home from the hunt. As they sat at the table eating, they asked, "What is new?" <laughs> Ice breaking. I see. <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Wow. <laughs> When were you gonna bring that up? You didn't ask. <laughs> were you just never gonna bring that up? Well, I would have brought it up at some point. That's nice. Hey, yeah. Hey, maybe if you stayed home every now and then, huh? <laughs> Oh, fucking! What? What with this again? Can we not do this today? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. They are not divorcing. Can you just okay. keep on? They're brothers. All right. She did this. Blah blah blah. What is new? Benjamin said, "Don't you know anything?" <laughs> no, they answered. He continued speaking. You have been in the woods while I stayed at home, but I know more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Then tell us, they shouted. <laughs> this is not like <laughs> not very lucid. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They are very like robots. Talking. He answered, "If you will promise me that the next girl we meet shall not be killed." Yes, they all shouted. We will show her mercy. Just tell us. Then he said, "Our sister is here," and lifted up the tub. The princess came forth in her royal clothing and with the golden star on her forehead. So beautiful, delicate, and fine. Thank you. They all rejoiced, falling around her neck and kissing her, and they loved her with all their hearts. Jesus Christ! Come on!、Uh, they all agreed. <laughs> they agreed. The minute they meet one girl, they're like, "Nah, nah, nah, no." This is no. They just promised they won't. Now she stayed at home with Benjamin and helped him with the work. The eleven went into the woods and captured wild game, deer, birds, and doves, so they would have something to eat. Their sister and Benjamin prepared it all. They gathered wood for cooking, herbs for the stew, and put the pot onto the fire so a meal was always ready when the eleven came home. She also kept the house in order and made up the beds white and clean. The brothers were always satisfied, and they lived happily with her. One time, the two of them had prepared a good meal at home, and so they sat together and ate and drank and were ever so happy. Now, th- now there was a little garden next to the bewitched house, and in it were twelve lilies, the kind that are called students. Wanting to bring home pleasure to her brothers, she picked the twelve flowers. 
intending to give one to each of them when they were eating. But in the same instant that she picked the flowers, the twelve brothers were transformed into twelve ravens, and they flew away above the woods, and the house and the garden disappeared as well. What? What? What's the magic cure? Now the poor girl was alone in the wild woods. Looking around, she saw an old woman standing next to her. The old woman said, "My child, what have you done?" Why did you not leave the twelve white flowers standing? Those were your brothers, and now they have been transformed into ravens forever. The girl said, crying, "Is there no way to redeem them?" "No," said the old woman. "There is only one way in the world." <laughs> English is broken. <laughs> There is only one way in the world, and it is so difficult that you will never redeem them. You must remain silent for seven whole years, neither speaking nor laughing. If you speak a single word, even if all but one hour of the seven years has passed, then it will all be for nothing, and your brothers will be killed by that one word. Oh, we know this story. Yeah, it's the same type. Silent for seven years. Hmm. Okay, now it's getting to the real story. Then the little girl said in her heart, "I know for sure that I will redeem my brothers. My brothers." He went and found a tall tree and climbed to its top, where she sat and span without speaking and without laughing. Now it came to pass that a king. Oh, great! Here we go. Now it came to pass that a king was hunting in these woods. He had a large greyhound that ran to the tree. Where the girl was sitting, it jumped about, yelping and barking up the tree. The king came and saw the beautiful princess with the golden star on her forehead, and was so enchanted by her beauty that he shouted up to her, asking her to become his wife. She gave him no answer, but nodded with her head. <laughs> You're nodding, and people cannot look at you. I don't care. Then he himself climbed the tree, carried her down. And set her on his horse, and took her home with him. Their wedding was celebrated with great pomp and joy, but the bride neither spoke nor laughed. After they had lived a few years happily together, the king's mother, who was a wicked woman, began to slander the young queen, saying to the king, "You have brought home a common beggar woman for yourself. Who knows what kind of godless things she is secretly doing? Even if she is a mute and cannot speak." She could at least laugh. Anyone who does not laugh is has an evil conscience. At first, the king did not want to believe this, but the old woman kept it up so long, accusing her of so many wicked things, that the king finally let himself be convinced, and he sentenced her to death. A great fire was lit in the courtyard where she was to be burned to death. The king stood upstairs at his window, looking on with crying eyes. For he still loved her dearly, but you're the king. But he's like witch. He thinks she's a witch.、Oh. She had already been bound to the stake, and the fire was licking at her clothing with its red tongues. When the last moment of the seven years passed, a whirring sound was heard in the air, and the twelve ravens approached, landing together. As they touched the earth, it was her twelve brothers, whom she had redeemed. They ripped the fire apart, put out the flames, and freed their sister, 
kissing and embracing her. Now that she could open her mouth and speak, she told the king why she had remained silent and had never laughed. The king rejoiced to hear that she was innocent, and they all lived happily together until they died. The wicked stepmother was brought before the court and placed in a barrel filled with boiling oil and poisonous snakes, and she died an evil death. <laughs> the end. See, that's, that's a fairy tale. All you need to get out of a damn conversation is one thing you don't know. But, 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 I'm gonna test you for two Chinese. First of all, you know, 守株待兔. Uh, yeah. Oh, Papa, you're so cute. Why are you so Is that the one where, like, uh, 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 like a rabbit? killed itself by like slamming into a tree and then he uh he uh he he thought there was some causal relationship between rabbit that he thought that if he just just waited by the tree that more rabbits would come yeah 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 yeah. and and throw themselves against the tree and he thought he was gonna catch rabbits that way yeah that's what the first story reminds me of there's a like it supposed the rest of story didn't happen there mm. was the tree hanging on the truck uh there's a hanging a rabbit there and then some guy just went there and saw continue that story could you imagine if <laughs> i forget what i was gonna say you're wandering in the woods mm. and uh like you you run into like a talking rabbit but its head was wound up against the tree and you're like, how did you get like that? And the tree, the rabbit talked, and it was like, I was trying to learn an instrument. <laughs> that would be quite a day. <laughs> that guy should go back and study right away. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'd be like, wow, that's enough of this dream. There's too much going on here. And I... <laughs> I would... <laughs> I would drunk shoot. <laughs> you should be ashamed and drunk shoot. Yeah, drunk shoot die too. It's not die too drunk shoot. It's 守株待兔. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, drunk shoot die too. That would be like if I saw a rabbit. Slam me into a tree, uh. and then I slammed into the tree because <laughs> I thought it would help somehow. Then <laughs> just feel ashamed that you're not even trying that hard compared to the rabbit.